you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. If you're an LGBTQ teen or you have an LGBTQ teen who has even an inkling of wanting to start your own business or achieve financial independence early, we have a show for you today. Eva Baker of Teens Got Sense joins us again today to talk about her third annual Teenpreneur Conference, a conference dedicated to helping teens from as young as 9 to as old as 21 and their parents, if they're interested, start their own teen-based business. This episode of Queer Money is brought to you by the Debt Free Guys 7-Day Debt Freedom Challenge, available at DebtFreeGuys.com now. Let's talk with Eva. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Welcome back to the show, Eva Baker. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So for those of our listeners who might have forgotten or haven't listened to you on episode 41 of Queer Money, would you mind uh, sharing with our listeners a little bit about your background and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So I run a website called Teen Scott Sense, which is a platform that is all about personal finance education for teens. So on the website, we talk about things like you know, just budgeting basics, how to save your money, how to save up to buy the things that you want, how to go to college debt free, how to get a good part time job and kind of just some other general life skills that are good for teenagers to learn so that once they go off to college or go off into the real world, you know, we can have a basic understanding of how money works and how we can use it as a tool in our lives, and hopefully avoid some of the the major pitfalls that a lot of people get into just from a basic lack of education on on personal finance and money. I got started in this because when I was in high school, I was homeschooled and my mom required me to complete some kind of meaningful high school project for my junior and senior year. I got to choose what it was, but I had to do something. Kind of, to be perfectly honest, I took my time trying to decide what I wanted to do because I wasn't super, like it wasn't one of those things that like I had a choice about. I was like, you have to do something. And so I was like, well, let me just take my time. But during that same season, my parents were going through a divorce and my mom was just trying to get back on her feet financially after everything that had happened. And someone had mentioned to her about Dave Ramsey and his book, The Total Money Makeover. And so she was like, okay, like I'll check that out. So she went to the library to go borrow it. But when she got there, they didn't have the physical book. They only had the audio CD. And so I got stuck listening to her with it in the car at 15 years old, <laughs> which I was not like, I was not thrilled. There might have right. been, been a thing because like, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift had just come out with a new album at that point. <laughs> That's really Priorities. all I would Yeah, exactly. And so I was just like, why do I have to listen to this old dude talk about money? But then like, surprisingly enough, as he's talking in, in this book, he talks about the baby steps that you can take to, as an adult, to get yourself out of debt and start saving for your retirement. And growing up, my parents were very hands-on with my older brother and I, teaching us about finances, incorporating us into the family budget, and letting us be a part of that in a real and tangible way. And debt was not a part of our, really a part of our lives, or really something that I understood until I started listening to this book, and realized that like, oh, wow, like most of the population, the adult population have thousands upon thousands of dollars of credit card debt, student loan debt that they're going to be paying off for the rest of their lives. It was a shocking thing to me. So it kind of just opened up a lot of really good conversations between my mom and I as I was listening to this. And I kind of had this thought and kind of this beautiful little light bulb moment of like, wow, like, 
my experience with money is not the norm. My parents have been very hands-on, but you know, it's not taught in schools. Most parents don't feel equipped to give, you know, their teens that kind of education. So I just kind of started poking around online. And of course, there's so many resources out there for adults like Dave Ramsey of how to get yourself out of debt, how to learn how to budget, save your money, all of those things, save for retirement. But there was really not a ton out there for teenagers of like, let's cover the basics and let's give you a solid foundation so that you can kind of have a good jumping off point when you go off to college. And there was specifically nothing four teens by another teen. And so again, I had this little light bulb. I was like, ah, I know what I'm gonna do for my school project. <laughs> and so I think that mom and I spent $75 on a WordPress theme, had a friend help us throw together a website. And in January of 2013, I started, I had no idea what I was doing, obviously. <laughs> um, and I, I just kind of started writing about my experiences with money and the, and the things I was learning as I was getting older and was having more responsibilities of things I had to pay for and stuff like that. And, you know, it's crazy. It was something I thought I was going to do for two years in high school, but it grew and I fell in love with it. And it's now what I do full time. And it's a blast. I love it. Nice. That's awesome. So unlike most homework assignments, like say trigonometry, <laughs> this proved to be quite valuable and applicable to your adult life. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that was kind of the point my mom was, and this is kind of off track, but that was kind of the point my mom was getting at. She wanted to have me do something that was going to provide some real life skills. And even if this isn't what I had decided to do, like just if I had done it in high school, I would have learned so much that would have been so valuable to me. Right. Absolutely. That's great. And so all our listeners you know, there were big advocates for LGBTQ people starting blogs. We are even somewhat convinced that maybe blogs are almost as important as resumes these days. Yeah, um, and, absolutely. And Eva's story is a prime example of that. She obviously didn't know what she was doing when she got started. She kind of fumbled through, but it has flourished into a thriving business that now she, as a 22-year-old woman, is able to support herself and she has a staff of employees. Clearly, it's doing well for her. And we think that anybody, male, female, LGBTQ, whatever, can follow in the same footsteps. So that's a great story. Thank you so much. Absolutely, yeah. So what spun off of Teens Got Sense kind of evolved into, obviously, another passion of mine and David's is the Teenpreneur Conference. So now you're in the market of promoting and trying to convince more teens to become entrepreneurs? Yes. Honestly, this is my favorite part of what I do. As a teen, trying to run this business, also trying to finish up high school, and there's a real sense of isolation. I think for any entrepreneur, really, but specifically when you're a teen entrepreneur, all of my friends were very kind about what I was doing, but it was not something I felt like I could have a conversation with about with my peers. Like there was this whole half of my life that I, I never spoke to, like with my friends, because it wasn't really something that I felt like I did a very good job of explaining at that age and not really something that I could connect with anyone else on. And being a part of the FinCon community, where I know you guys from, was such an incredible blessing to me, getting to just dive headfirst into a group of people that were like-minded and were doing similar things as me. But for the first three, four years that I went, I was the youngest person there. I was 17 when I attended my first conference and you know, so young that I was the only person there that had to bring my mom with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, and I really just found myself benefiting, enjoying from those collaborative relationships. I mean, this year will be, I believe my sixth year and I have, you know, lifelong friends from these groups of people. And 
one year, I believe it was in 2014, I think we were in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was looking across the room of all of these amazing business owners and entrepreneurs who were my friends and thinking like, man, it would be really cool to experience these kinds of relationships with people my own age. And so I just started getting online and Googling teen run businesses and found so many incredible things all across the country. I just started randomly calling them up and it, you know, there was a slew of different businesses. I think one of the first couple people I talked to, one of them, he runs a maple syrup company. Another girl, she makes like organic, like bath and beauty products and stuff like that. And I just remember like I emailed them and said like, Hey, do you want to chat sometime? And it was like a breath of fresh air talking to these teens, people my own age are a little bit younger, a little bit older than me and being like, Oh, wow, like we're maybe running completely different businesses. But like, we're doing the same thing. And it was so nice to be able to talk to someone and be like, Oh, yeah, like, I don't really talk to my friends about this either. And like, <laughs> it was just so like, I just remember on every phone call, I'm just being like, Oh, man, I feel like that too. Like, or I've experienced that as well. Or like, I really struggle with this thing, you know, and like, it was just so awesome. And I really wanted to continue to grow that like I was creating that connection with people. And there was really nothing out there. There was no opportunity for teen entrepreneurs. There was no platform for all of us to connect together. So I was like, well, heck, I'm going to make one. Um, (laughs) And and so that's when I got the idea for the teenpreneur conference. And I reached back out to all of these kids. And I was like, you know, would you be interested in attending an event with just teen entrepreneurs? And I got an awesome response. So my mom and I, mom and still works very closely with me on everything I do. And we started planning and In 2016, we had the first conference here in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm from, had just over 100 attendees, teens and their parents. And of course, the conference is focused on talking about like the nitty gritty and like, hey, like, here's how you can run a successful business. And we're going to give you the tools and the practical steps that you need to be able to brand yourself, market yourself, build a website, learn good business communications, have an elevator pitch, all of those kinds of things. But Obviously, the main focus is on that community of bringing these kids together, whether they're coming to this conference with a business or not, or whether they're just interested in being an entrepreneur, like everyone is welcome and everyone fits in. And it's been really awesome. So 2016 was our first year. We had the second one last year. It grew a little bit. We added a day and it was really awesome last year just to watch how much that community continued to grow and thrive and watching it throughout the year, how these kids have stayed in touch with one another, how they're communicating with each other still, how they're still supporting each other outside of just the weekend that we're physically together has just been so cool. That's awesome. Whether you're a business person, an entrepreneur, or you work for someone else, having that kind of environment where you feel included is Mm -hmm. so important to allowing you to thrive, right? We want to be able to talk with people who have similar experiences, whether it's our colleagues at work or it's our colleagues in the industry that we're in, or just individuals that look or sound like us, you know, or the same age as us. It's that connection that allows us to sometimes get through those rough days (laughs) or to have the people who know what what it is we're celebrating and understand why this is a monumentous thing for us that we achieve something they understand the struggles that allowed that to happen. So it's awesome that you're presenting that to young individuals who in many ways are the future of business, whether it's creating their own or they're the ones who are going to become the leaders and they're going to maybe move into the corporate world and take a hold of the reins at some of these companies. Right. 
I was telling someone just yesterday because they were asking me like, why did you start this? And I was like, it was almost kind of a selfish thing. Like I wanted this for me. <laughs> like, like it's so much fun, like to me to get to be involved in it. Like, you know, it's great to be able to bring other people into it. But like, I wanted this. The kids that and the teens that are there are so incredible. And they're so passionate and driven and, you know, leave with an idea or a spark. And it's just been so cool to watch them grow in that way and to grow with them and for all of us to kind of learn and go on this journey as a group. It's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And and like you said, I mean, I think everyone craves to be with like-minded people. Everyone wants that kind of connection and to be able to provide that for teen entrepreneurs. It's been a real blessing personally for me. Yeah, I bet. I I remember David and I were working on Debt Free Guys for about two years, I think, before we went to our first FinCon conference. And you're right, there is sort of a feeling of of isolation. Your friends and family and your, at that time, our coworkers couldn't really understand what we were doing. I don't know that we knew what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) But then we went to FinCon and we're like, oh my God, there's a thousand other people just like us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's so much fun. Yeah, you can tell war stories, you can pick each other's brains. And it's just nice to be around people who you know, have similar challenges and similar life experiences. Yeah, absolutely. What I think is fascinating about this, particularly from our perspective, I don't know what percentage of our audience are LGBTQ teens. It's hard to get demographic information for podcasts. But if you are an LGBTQ teen or you have an LGBTQ teen, I would highly recommend you consider sending your child or going to this conference yourself. 40% of homeless youth identify as LGBTQ. And I can't help but think that a percentage of that is because they can't find a person or a community with whom they can relate. And if you're interested in starting your own business, if you already have your own business, there are so many creative LGBTQ teenagers. This kind of a conference could help vector that energy into the right place where they can become financially independent and stable. This is fascinating. Would you mind sharing, we talked about this when you were on episode 41 a little bit, but would you mind sharing some of the work that you've done with queer youth? Yes. So one of the things that I've been able to do with Teen Scott Sense is partner with some different nonprofit organizations to go into like after school clubs, boys and girls clubs, that kind of thing, and teach personal finance classes, like actually physically to groups of teens here in my local community. And one of the organizations that I've had the opportunity of working with is called Jasmine. And it is a home that's here in Jacksonville that is just a safe place for LGBT teens to go and gather and congregate and you know, they provide a lot of different services and stuff for that. And it's just a place for them to be able to go after school or after work or whatever, and just be able to be together and be a community. And I've gotten to go in several times and, you know, spend a couple hours with them. I have a little like basic budgeting class that I go over and, you know, teach them that system and everything like that. And that's always just been a really good and fun time to get to be with that community and these teens and so many teens nowadays, like it's so difficult to get a part-time job, you know, no matter what your background is, where you're coming from, like it's difficult to get a part-time job as a teen. So, so many people are turning to starting their own business or starting some kind of side hustle just to earn their own money. And so it's really awesome to kind of get to go in and talk to those kids and kind of find out like what they're already doing. Cause so many of them already have like little ways and little things that they're trying to work out just to, you know, earn a couple extra bucks here and there and stuff like that. And to kind of get to speak with them about that and help them come up with some ideas of how to make it better and stuff like that. And then obviously, that's kind of what we do at the conference is just kind of hone in on those things more. But getting to be involved with Jasmine and getting to go has been really incredible thing and been really cool. And those kids are they're so savvy when it comes to their money and willing and wanting to learn and, you know, because they don't want to be in debt. They don't want to make those mistakes. They want to buy a car. They want to go to college. They need 
kind of some fostering there of, you know, learning how to reach those goals, because they're definitely driven, like they, they have the passion, they want to do it. But there's just such a lack of education, I think, just across the board of how to actually practically reach those things. Right. Absolutely. Just for our listeners, Jasmine stands for Jacksonville Area Sexuality Minority Youth Network. It's based in Florida, and it's a great organization. When you go into Jasmine, do you ever get a sense, either directly or indirectly, of any of the students or youth who would like to follow in your footsteps or at least start a business of their own? I think there definitely has been a couple of them over the past couple of years that like I've noticed like wow, they have the drive and like want to hustle and stuff. Unfortunately, you know, each time I go in, it's typically a different group of kids, you know, and it's something I really would like to foster more of, of actually like getting to go in and more than once and spend time with the same kids, you know, just more than just one time for a couple of hours and really be able to better foster those relationships. Because that's one thing with the organization that I have been working with that partners with Jasmine. Each season, it's a different class of kids. And so, yeah, there's definitely always one or two of them that I'm like, wow, like you've really got it. Um, But then within the next time I go back, they're in a different class or they've moved on. I mean, every group of teens that I go and speak to, there's always, I mean, kids are savvy. Like they, they just, you know, they want to have money to be able to do fun things and go out with their friends. And they're, they're coming up with really creative ways to make that happen for themselves. Yeah. It almost sounds like this may be a reason why someone would want to attend the conference is because they get some repetition. They get to interact with you or other teenpreneurs on an ongoing basis because it sounds like you become kind of a community or a club or a family almost of individuals who are all aligned with this idea of becoming business owners. Oh, definitely. And that, like I said, is the main focus of what we're doing. So this is not just a one-off kind of thing, but this is like come, like join us, be a part of our family. And I really feel like, I mean, you know, we're just going into our third year. We're still small, still, you know, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I would like to mold this and trying to figure out how to do it better. But like really last year, I feel like we started off on a really good path of getting a group together and the teens really bonding with each other in a very real and very exciting way. So no, and it's definitely like, open to anybody. And one thing that we work very hard at the conference, just like with my volunteers and my speakers and the atmosphere we try to create is just completely inclusive. Like there's no cool kids, there's no clicks, there's no (laughs) one on the outside, you know, like, I mean, like that can happen. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want that. Like, you know, we have a really diverse group of people. I mean, it's very ethnically diverse, very diverse in age. I have 12 year olds coming to this conference. I also have 21 year olds contacting me, reaching out to me saying like, Hey, like, I know I'm not a teen, but like, I really want to be involved in this. Everyone is in it together. Like the 12 year old is just as valuable as the 21 year old, their ideas, what they're learning, what they're going through. Like it is a level playing field. Like we are all in it together. And I feel like my team and my speakers really are able to set the framework for that kind of environment. But these kids that are coming in, like they are filling it up and they are the ones making that happen. Right. Wow. And That's so awesome. It, yeah. It's just the coolest thing to me to watch. So, <laughs> it's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's cool. So you touched on this briefly earlier, but just to give, if for no other reason than to maybe inspire some LGBTQ teen who's listening to this about what kind of business they should consider going into, can you give us sort of a An example of the breadth of different kinds of entrepreneurs that attend, what kind of businesses that they have? Yes, absolutely. So I'm trying to think, there's so many good ones. The super fascinating thing about most of these kids is like they've found something that like they love and they're passionate about, and they've figured out a way to make money doing that thing. So, you know, we have 
the slew of the whole kind of range of things that you would typically think of as a teen run business, like babysitters and nannies, like girls out there that are, you know, they have like Facebook pages and they're making flyers and they're, you know, have a schedule and they're babysitting like crazy people who have two boys, they're partners and they have a lawn care business that they run over the summer. That's like very in depth and they pressure wash and they landscape and they do all of the things. This past year, we had a girl who she loves dogs, dogs are her thing. And she has a whole clothing line and brand called True Friend that um, has this really like, cute, like dog logo, and she makes bracelets and necklaces and stuff like that and sells online. There is one young man, his name is Eugene, and he's attended both years, he makes custom lanyards, keychains, bracelets out of paracord parachuting rope. And he started that when he was like, 12 he was doing some kind of fundraiser for school making these things and now he sells them online and he also like gets partnered with brands of like you know I'm going to make you you know a 100 lanyards in your school colors for your event kind of thing that he oh, wow. you know goes in like sells around town so he's really kind of has this whole like brand ambassadorship thing going on that's super cool the first year one of my speakers was the girl that I mentioned that does the Bath and Beauty products she makes all natural and organic shampoos, body lotions, lip balms, stuff like that. She started that business when she was nine. I think she's 16 or 17 now. Wow. And she like she has like a freaking like warehouse and employees where she manufactures all of her products and like <laughs> Get out, really? Yeah, it's crazy cool. Yeah, her name is Zandra and she runs Zandra Beauty, which is just like crazy cool. But yeah, so it's an incredibly diverse you know, group of businesses that are being run. But the really cool thing is, is that like, no matter what you're doing, if you're running a blog like me, or if you're, you know, out trying to dog sit on the weekends, like the same skills apply, you know, you still need to learn how to run a Facebook page and engage with an audience and brand and market yourself appropriately. So we're, you know, kind of covering all of those basic skills, and hopefully even teens that are coming in because a good percentage of our attendees are coming in and they don't have a business. They're just generally interested in entrepreneurship, but they don't necessarily have that idea yet. And so that's another thing that we do is kind of help hone in with those kids of like, trying to help them figure out what it is they want to do, and then giving them the practical steps so they can actually leave and do it themselves. That's awesome. Oh, I'd love that. So if you're listening and you even have like even the slightest spark or feeling in your gut that you want to be an entrepreneur, and you have no idea what you want to do, this would be an amazing opportunity to go and meet other people, find out what they're doing, and maybe have Eva and her team guide you to a business model that might work out well for you. For all the parents that are out there, if you see this kind of interest in your kids, they've talked about starting their own business, or they've toyed with this idea, or maybe they've tried over the summer or something like that, this would be a great opportunity for you to be able to foster that and get them in the environment where... <laughs> No offense, but you might not be able to really support them or help them. They're going to need some support from individuals who are going through it. And if you're not going through it, they need the ones that are. And mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why Eva has done this is to build that community so that they have someone to turn to. Yeah, that's great. Yes. And also um, for the parents out there, like parents are encouraged and you do have to bring your teen to the conference. But we do that because we have specific classes and specific training for parents where they kind of, you know, go off to their own little breakout session where it's like, here's how you can support your teen entrepreneur. And here's how you can come alongside them in your home. Like we are going to provide them with this community. But there's also a community for the parents as well 
of like, hey, like we have these teens who are awesome and trying to do something cool. Like, how can we best help them? From what I've kind of seen and understood, like, I think that's been incredibly helpful for the parents as well to kind of get to come and be involved in the conference and get to be hands on in that way. You know, it just reminded me. First of all, I love that you're doing that, that you're giving the parents the skills and the tools to be able to support their children. It reminds me of back in the day when I was a broker, I had the opportunity to speak with Elon Musk's father. And he and I had about a 45 minute conversation amongst other things about his investments. But also we were talking about the things that he did to help foster the drive in his two sons. Both of them are successful business owners or entrepreneurs, but the things that he did to help foster that and how proud he was that he was able to help them do that. So if you're listening as a parent, imagine the opportunity of being able to help your child do something similar. I would love there to be an LGBTQ entrepreneur like Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. So I can imagine that for the teens that are listening to this episode, they might think, okay, yeah, this sounds great, but... I'm not going to go down there with a bunch of teenagers. It sounds a lot very scary. (laughs) What fears do some of the teens that attend have and why should they not be concerned about those fears? Well, I think that just first off, trying anything new is like terrifying generally for anybody. (laughs) Um, But, you know, kind of specific and unique fears that come with being a teen entrepreneur, especially if you're coming to the conference, don't have a business and are kind of just diving head first into it. It's a lot. It's a lot of information. There's a lot of things that you're going to learn and that you need to know to run a successful business. It can be overwhelming. You know, we really try to keep everything pretty basic, good, like just again, practical information. We're not trying to like be super elaborate or anything and talk about skills that are not necessary, but it's a lot of information. It's, you know, they're jam packed days full of classes and stuff like that. But I think that if you're coming in truly as a beginner, the thing that you have to understand and learn is that like, you're not going to learn everything you need to know overnight. You know, I I think anyone who has put together a business or a, you know, blog, anything like that, like, I mean, it took two and a half solid years of steady, consistent, hard work for Teen Scott Sense before it even became anything (laughs) successful at all. And you've got to be willing to kind of put in the time. And also, I think, because it can be so overwhelming, it's difficult just to even start. It's like, whoa, that's so much. No way I could possibly do all of those things. So like, it's hard just to even kind of take that first step. And that's another thing that we really try to help foster within the conference is like, you have to start somewhere and it's okay if you start and things are not exactly the way that you want them to be. And you're not going to start your business in the next, like overnight, be instantly successful. Like it's going to take time. It's going to take work, but that's why we're here. That's why we have this community because we're going to help you through that. And we're going to kind of walk that path with you. It's funny at the conference, what, you know, I think in the adult business world, what we call networking and what I find is so valuable for me at FinCon and what I'm trying to kind of replicate within my own conference is this whole idea of networking and like, let's build this community and networking is how we do that. But if you say networking to a teen, they're like, what? <laughs> right. That sounds <laughs> I mean, like work. Like, exactly. Well, like the first time I went to FinCon, it was like all of these networking events. I'm like, what the heck is networking? Like, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. Like, you know, I don't want to like have to go in. Like, it sounds super formal. And so like, I really have tried to kind of get away from that. It's like, 
I kind of try to like mask it. I'm like, we're going to do some fun stuff and like hang out. But I'm like, secretly, I'm like, haha, you guys are networking right now. <laughs> and you don't even know it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I try to kind of like mask it with fun things. And I'm, but I'm like watching them and they're all interacting and talking and laughing together. I'm like, ha, my evil plan is working. Like you guys are doing it and you don't even know it. So I think that's the other thing that like, I really just try to communicate to teams is like, just come and be yourself. And like, yes, we do put on a an event that is a professional event, but it's also just like, let's like come, like hang out. Like we're just going to learn some stuff, have some fun, you know, it's a relaxed environment. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. The first step is always the hardest, but once you take that first step, the momentum kicks in. I imagine if your first step is going to the Teampreneur Conference, that the momentum is really just going to kick in and you're going to be setting yourself up for some major success, especially if you are able to attend year after year. Let's talk about some of the logistics. What's the date, time, and location for this yes, year? So, yes. Yeah, so for this year, the dates are June 22nd and 23rd. So it's a Friday afternoon and evening and then all day on a Saturday. So we you know, kind of just kick off, get started, do some fun different things Friday night. And then we have classes and other fun stuff going on all day on Saturday. It's going to be again here in Jacksonville, Florida at Embassy Suites here in town. All of the you know, details of that are on the website at theteampreneur.com. But this is the same hotel that we've had the event at the past two years. And it's a really great venue. And it's kind of the perfect size and kind of just laid out perfectly for what we're doing. Of course, there's hotel accommodations and everything like that. I'm really excited for this year. I think it's going to be really cool to continue to build this. That's great. And how can someone enroll? So you can go to theteampreneur.com, go to register and get signed up. Nice. Of course, last but not least, how can our listeners learn more about you and all the inspirational work that you're doing? Obviously, you can find me over at teenscottsense.com. I have an amazing team of teen writers who are providing content. I, of course, also provide content just talking about some of all the things that I mentioned earlier, budgeting basic, you know, getting good deals, shopping, all of those kinds of things. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at teenscottsense.com. And then of course, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Teenpreneur as well. Nice. That's awesome. And I just noticed you have some of our favorite people coming to speak this year, Sarah Allison, Jordan Cox, and uh, Grayson Bell. They have a wealth of information to share in in all their different niches. So that'll be great. They all spoke last year and were just incredibly valuable. And I know all of them personally love them. They have just so much knowledge and are just so willing to share and connect and, and invest in the teens, which is just so much fun. That's awesome. Well, again, Eva, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for putting this together. I I think David and I are super passionate about getting our community to become more entrepreneurial. And it's great that you're tapping into your community or somebody of a younger demographic. So that just is so empowering, I think, to the people who can dive right into it and build a business of their own, whether it's just some additional income to supplement their day job or whether it becomes a full-fledged business like what you've been able to build. I think it's super inspiring and empowering. So to any of our LGBTQ listeners or non-LGBTQ listeners, <laughs> please uh, consider attending the Teamprinter Conference this year in Jacksonville, Florida, because I think it's bound to be inspiring. And if nothing else, it'll be fun. Right. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Eva, for joining us again on Queer Money. Thanks also for creating such an awesome conference. Being an entrepreneur, whether as a side or main hustle, is incredibly empowering. And we want to see more LGBTQ people have that level of empowerment. If you're a teen or the parent of a teen with the same ambition, don't miss this conference. It'll be worth every penny. Again, this episode of Queer Money was brought to you by the Debt-Free Guys 7-Day Debt Freedom Challenge, available at DebtFreeGuys.com now. 
If you liked this episode or any other episode of Queer Money, please comment on, like, or share Queer Money on iTunes to help us reach more LGBTQ people. Until next time, thank you. Okay. We just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. (laughs) (laughs) Would help me if I had a personal chef made all the the healthy meals for me. Right. So instead I'll have a Snickers tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The other end, I like the butts. So... From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.